The Dr. Ray Podcast is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio. Here's today's monologue with Dr. Ray Gurendi. I was going to do a continuation of yesterday's monologue. Yesterday I talked about why parents frustrate themselves with their kids. And I gave one of the reasons, and I was going to give another reason today and another reason tomorrow. But something happened. This is not unusual. Something sidelines me. piece of information I picked up. I was listening to a very popular radio program. And I am so glad, I am so, so, so glad that more and more people are beginning to recognize this. It is becoming higher profile. It's great, wonderful. I've talked at length on this program about the dangers, the soul misshaping, the personality alterations of smartphones and social media, and all of the accoutrements that go with it, especially on teenage girls. Teenage girls are very sociable. They also hit a period in their lives when the emotions are starting to be fluctuating wildly. So they are, in many respects, more vulnerable than teenage boys to social media. Teenage boys tend to tend to look up gameplays and Madden football and getting better at certain types of games against their friends, whereas teenage girls are much more attracted to the social aspects. Just recently, and I don't know the details of this survey, it is distressing, it is not surprising to me. It was a massive survey. Teenage girls, I don't know the age range, I don't know the details, I just heard the general results. Within the last year, 57% of teenage girls admitted to being periods of prolonged unhappiness or discontent or sadness. 57%. Now, again, you could say, well, you know, that prolonged sadness, discontent, whatever, that that means different things, and it has to be interpreted by the girls, whatever involved there. I understand that. But we're talking three-fifths. Now, here is the more distressing statistic. 30%, 30, 3-0, almost one-third Admitted to, I'm just trying to get the, my engineer's attention here. Almost one-third admitted to seriously thinking of suicide in the last year. Now one can say, well, seriously thinking. What does that mean? To a teenage girl, if the thought crosses your mind, if on a given day you're terribly unhappy and you think, and I just don't want to go on, would that be seriously thinking? But let's just take half of that. Let's just take 15%. That's one in six. Teenage years, by physiology, are years of zestful energy. You know this. You see a bunch of teenagers at a football game or a basketball game. They're laughing, joking, teasing. This is, this is the natural persona of teenagers. They are not naturally miserable. 
you got to be grown up and overthink and overanalyze and meet the stresses of life to be miserable. Teenagers, that is a time of life when you are just full of life. And now we have teenagers as possibly the most miserable segment of our culture. Why? Well, the conclusion was... Now, I don't know if this was the survey's conclusion. I don't know if they went into this. It's my conclusion, and it was also the conclusion of several people I tremendously respect and researchers. Social media. Interesting thing about technology. Technology gallops forward before we ever have a clue of its effect on our culture, on our personalities, on our relationships, on our religion. It's here, we use it, and then we find out whether it's really good or bad. Social media, and and teenage girls are the most immersed in social media. It just shapes the way they think. It creates an, I'm not like that person, she's beautiful. It creates mini-celebrities. You know, the, the popular girl in high school is now all over social media. i got to admit, I have a Facebook page, but I was convinced by a person I respect that it would be helpful to people. I could post things that would be helpful in terms of advice or thoughts or ideas. Because I did not want to say, hey, here I am eating a bologna sandwich. Isn't my life wonderful? I couldn't stand that thought. So, given that... What am I saying to you parents? Well, if you've listened to this program at all, and this is very true in my office as well, you don't have to be a bad parent to have your kid get misshaped by social media and smartphones. Not at all. It's happening all over the place. Interestingly enough, these statistics have gotten worse and worse and worse since they started keeping them. And they plummeted off a cliff once over 50%, according to a researcher named Gene Twenge, over 50% of kids had smartphones. Now, what do you do about this? Dr. Ray, what do we do? What do we do? Our kids already have one. I got a question for you. If your kid was smoking dope, would you say, yeah, I know, but he's been smoking it for like a year. I don't know. Would you do that? If something is harmful to your child in your judgment, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to limit it? I mean, that's one. Here's my suggestion for those of you who are raising children who are younger. Delay it. Delay it. 16, 17. But Dr. Ray, this is how they contact their friends. You're not going to have a social isolate because they can't jump onto social media. You have to weigh the goods and the bads, the pros and the cons. You got something that can so dramatically shape your kid. And by the way, social media is godless. So if you want your kid to keep the faith, the worst thing you can do is put them on social media. Understandably. And it also is at the very forefront of the transgender confusion out there. So, am I am I fired up about this? You are darn right I'm fired up about this. I'm just watching it destroy our kids. Those of you with the guts and the strength to say, this is not going to happen to my kid, do it. 
But, but, but Dr. Ray, the results, I mean, the misery and the sadness and, and the resentment and the struggle, yes, you'll probably get that. But you're going to get less of it if you don't introduce it in the first place. If you try to back off on it once you've introduced it for three years, which many of you have and you know who you are, yeah, you're going to run into trouble. You're going to run into major resistance like you never saw from your kid. But here's part of the problem. You're bullied. You know that? We talk about the bullying on social media. Well, social media bullies parents. Why? Because what the, it's just what they do now. And I can't, I, can't, I can't stand up against it. Who's the parent here? If you decide something is risky to your kid, and it is, the research is without doubt it is. You want another stat? One survey said 90% of adolescent boys ages 11 to 19 have seen pornography. How about that? And every other survey I've seen, it's way up there. So if your kid hasn't or that you don't know of, which is really the way it is, you're in a very small minority. And people listening to this program, you know you want to raise a kid very different from the culture. You're not satisfied to let your kid go along the cultural flow. You want to raise a God-seeking kid. So if you do then you're going to have to resist that culture because that culture is heading in a direction that is designed to confuse your kid. It is designed to make your kid feel miserable. It's designed to make your kid be unhappy at a time when they should be most happy. So, for what it's worth, at the very least delay, put certain types of protections on there that cannot be gotten around. Kids are smarter than you are. You know that. They'll get around it. Or they'll use other kids' phones. But you've got to delay it. You've got to delay it. You have no other option. I've got adult children that are too focused on social media. They are. Way too much time they spend on social media as adults. Part of the reason why so many people in so many ways have poor social relationships or marriages that wives call in and say, I can't get my husband off of the phone. I can't get my husband off of his games. I can't get my husband off of the computer. Sure. So, that's your duty. It's your job. Now, what do you do if it's already happened? Well, now you're going to have to sit down if you're married with your spouse and get on the same page and decide what you're actually going to do about it. If you've decided your kid is going down a road that is risky, do you let him keep going down that road simply because you're afraid to confront it? Or do you say, well, if I, if I make my moves now, it's going to be ugly. If I don't make my moves now, it's probably going to get more ugly. Sometimes life just comes down to choices, neither of which are real good, but one is less bad. More of Dr. Ray's monologues can be found on his website, drray.com. Manalogs as well as full-length programs of The Doctor Is In can be heard at AveMariaRadio.net and EWTN.com slash radio.